0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. I want to talk to you today, changing series, someone say new series. Perfect month to talk about it, I believe, and that is why Jesus came. Why Jesus came, and man, he came for so many reasons, There's some powerful reasons in there. We're going to talk about some of that today. And we'll be sharing that with you this month. Why Jesus came. So we all, we all believe it, or we wouldn't be here by accident. We believe that Jesus was born in fulfillment of prophecy. God in the flesh, all man but all God. He was born, He lived, He died, and He rose again for us. And we believe that. That's why you're here on a Sunday morning. That's why we have Christmas, C-H-R-I-S-T-M-A-S. The word Xmas doesn't offend me if people are using that just to shorten it. But why not just say Christmas? Let's put it out there. Say, it offends me. Well, what people do offends me too, but we just let people do what they do. We're going to stand up for righteousness, and it's Christmas. And I say Merry Christmas to you. It has Christ in it for a reason, C-H-R-I-S-T-M-A-S. All right. There's your spelling lesson. So, why Jesus came. And before I share a verse with you this morning and get into my points, He came... To make us right with God. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. He came to make us right. And you know, once you've been made right with God, and you've got to get forgiveness to be made right with God. Is that correct? You've got to get forgiveness to be made right with God. And once you've been made right with God, there's all these benefits for you. So let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18. I pray and ask God to help me communicate this to you well this morning. And I pray that you get a revelation of God's goodness like Ms. B was talking about, but about you being the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you being right with God. Look at this. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. Someone say through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling. Reconciling is a $15 word for making right. Back in the day, people would reconcile a bank statement Many times now, you can reconcile it daily. You just look at it online, right? You're checking it to make sure it's right. All right? Who brought us back to himself through Christ, and God has given us. Someone say us. This task of reconciling people to him. You point people to to the Lord and say, look, he can make you right with him. Look, come on. I'll pray with you. God will make you right with him. Wow, let's keep going. For God was in Christ reconciling, or making right, right? Making the world right to himself. No longer counting people's sins against them. Aren't you grateful? Oh man, we did some crazy stuff. In here, who knows? We're not going to talk about all of it. I love it how dad says, you know what? When people aren't saved and they accept Jesus, they don't have to confess all their sins. There's too many. Just come to the Lord and say, I'm a sinner. I'm sorry. Now we as believers, we confess our sins. Sometimes we forget And I just encourage you as a believer to ask the Lord, say, man, if I've forgotten to confess any of my sin to you as a believer, I'm sorry, but cleanse me. I don't want to do anything to offend you. But look at this. Because of Jesus, he was making the world right. Reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation, of making people right with God, making, reminding them, hey, you can be right with God. So we are Christ's ambassadors. You're a representative. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Someone say, I am the light of the world. That's right. You are the light of the world. So you're an ambassador. You represent the greatest kingdom in the history of the universe, and that is the kingdom of God. All right. People are watching you. No pressure but you are the light of the world. You just trust God. You ask Him to help you be an example. God is making His appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Wow, come back to God. So ask people to come to God for the first time. Ask them to come back to God. Many of you now that you're attending church, you're becoming faithful, you're becoming a member of this church, you're planted, you're taking the classes, God is working in your life. You're going to run across people who go, and I'm telling you, it's already happened to you. I don't have to be a prophet to tell you this. They go, I used to serve God. Have you run across people like that lately, even the last year, the last week maybe? Like, yeah, I used to serve God, but man, someone that, there were too many hypocrites at church, so I go to bars now. There are too, too many hypocrites at church, but I go to Walmart. Can you imagine, I said, man, if, if there's going to be hypocrites at Walmart, I'm not going. Now, I get the point is that people expect everyone to be just right and perfect at church, but none of us are just right. That's why we need God's righteousness so we can live right. That's why we need to have a revelation that we are right with Him. Man, I messed up. I'm not practicing sin, but I mess up. I'm struggling with some weaknesses. Some of you say, man, I'm struggling through some addictions, but I know I'm saved. I know God is changing me. I'm doing better. For God made Christ who never sinned. Aren't you glad? Remember one announcer on CNN one time. I'm not beating up on CNN cuz Fox News is just as bad. The legacy media is just as bad. You name it, MSNBC. One guy said, "Well, we all know Jesus wasn't perfect." I was like, "Man, if I could reach through the TV and slap the taste out of that dude's mouth <laughs> kindly and in righteousness. For God made Christ who never sinned, praise God to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be, here it is." Made right with God through Christ. He had to be the offering for our sin. You can't save yourself, can you? We've, many of us have tried. We said, man, I'll do the system of do's and don'ts. The Jews tried that. 613 precepts in the Old Testament. You read through it. A young man texted me last night. Young man, I'm discipling. He said, man, thank God for Jesus. That, he says, I'm in Leviticus. <laughs> There's a lot going on and there's sacrifices and you can't then you can't and you won't and man, you've messed up and you've got to offer a sin for this and for that and be on time and do it every year and wow, thank the Lord for Jesus. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made, with God, made right with God through Christ. On the count of three, I want you to read through this verse with me. It's right there on the screen. One, two, three. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Can we do that again? One, two, three. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Did you need that? Oh, yeah. Did I need that? Some of us have been saved a while, so let's not forget that we were sinners in need of a Savior as well. Don't be too hard on the world. They're doing what they do. They're doing what they do. So when you're right with God, someone say, when I'm right with God. Uh, there's certain benefits. When you're right with God, number one today, you can have answered prayer. Oh, man, that's some good news. Let me wander away from the podium. I don't do this often. Ever since we started doing the live stream, I stopped pacing. I believe it was one Wednesday night. I told Liz, I'm, gonna, I'm trying out my wife's Fitbit. It's been several years ago. And I said, let's see how many steps I get during the service. I got 1,000 A thousand steps on a Wednesday night. I was marching back up and up and down here. But let me tell you this, man, that that statement right there just moves me where I just need to move away from the podium, man. Answered prayer. Do all prayers matter to God? Yes, especially if they're according to his will. Scripture talks about over and over again. It's something my mom prayed. It says, Lord, we cry out to you. You ever just cried out to God? Say, God, I don't know what to do. I call out to you. I call upon your righteousness. I call upon you. I can't do this. Let's go to John 16, 23. Jesus is talking about the future to his disciples, about their future with him and our future with him. He says, at that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. Say, wait, what does he mean? He says, I tell you the truth. You will ask the Father directly, and he will grant your request, because why? You use my name. You ever been to the store, you're dealing with something, or you're trying to find a part for something, and someone said, I need you to call over there, but tell them Freddie sent you. It'll open the door for you. I've done that before. I've gotten a discount. Tell them Jeff sent you. Tell them them Chavela sent you. Tell them Rigoberto sent you, whoever. Tell them whoever. It opens a door for using a name. That's why when you're dealing with a situation, I've watched my wife for years. She's so tenacious like a bulldog. She's holding on to something, trying to get something figured out. Her, or Dad Brown. And they'll get a name and they call back and they go, I spoke, to, I spoke to you know, Geneva. And she said, and I like getting a name, whether their customer service is good or bad. And I like freaking people out when they're acting wrong in customer service, or being a punk, and I go, and what's your name? That name's going to open a door for you, but man, nothing is like the name of Jesus. Let's read that again. At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth, you will ask the Father directly, and He will grant your request, because you use my name. Mm. Use His name. That is powerful. You haven't done this before, Jesus said. Ask, he says it again, must be important. Ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. When you get an answered prayer, does it give you joy? I want to challenge you this morning to always notice when God is answering your prayers. Because sometimes we ask and we get something great from God and we forget to thank him. I challenge you this morning to always, always thank the Lord for answered prayers. I like to tell the, man, I've told the Lord in prayer, you know what? And all the answered prayers you've given me, if anything, if I've forgotten to ask you, if I've forgotten to thank you for anything, Lord, I thank you right now. Because every prayer I've ever prayed, it was to you and you answered it. If I prayed according to your will. He says, ask using my name and you will receive and you will have abundant joy. The only way you get to use Jesus' name to ask for something is if you've been forgiven and you're right with God now. That's the only way. Say, well, I'm not right with I'm not right with God. You know, the only prayer that works for a sinner usually, someone who's not serving God, who's not right with God, is calling upon the name of Jesus to be saved. All right? Beyond that, man, prayers dad used to say they're hitting the ceiling and bouncing off like little rubber, rubber uh racquet balls. Is that up? Thank you. So you want uh oh. Should we keep this one? Are we good? You want to pray in the name of Jesus after you've been forgiven and you're made right with God. Can I get an amen in this house? You've been made right with God. Made right with him. Mm. Praise God. So there's nothing too big or small to ask God. Even lately I've been reminded leading up to this service today, I've been reminded of the little things I ask God because man, sometimes, how many of you know, sometimes it's the scripture says it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. Some stuff stresses you out. One of our houses, man, there was some plumbing work and some heater work, and Mom Brown's telling me, don't worry, your work in the plan is going to be great, but man, some of that has stressed me out just because I needed to get it done, needed to get it done, and I said, Lord, help me, I was looking for a part, the plumber couldn't find it, man, I asked asked the Lord, I asked him this weekend, I said, Lord, you got to help me find this part in town, we can't be waiting on this plumbing and waiting for a part to come in again, we already did that, they didn't send the right parts. They left something off. They sent everything. It looked beautiful except for that one part so that none of it works. Man, God answered my prayers so good. Yesterday morning, I went to Lowe's. Whoops, I wasn't going to say where I went. I went to Lowe's and the guy was so kind and gave me so much favor. I just needed the part. I didn't need to spend the 20 bucks on the whole thing, but I said, if that's the way I have to do it. The guy wanted to give me the part. He said, man, people steal from here all the time. You're not stealing here. You just take the part. I said, Oh, man. He was so hard-nosed about it that I actually walked off from him. I was so convicted. I said, this is not right, but he's not. He, he, was, he was hustling me to not buy the, the, the package. Walked out of the building, I said, no, I, no, this is crazy, I'm not doing this. I walked back in, I said, hey, bro, he saw me again, I said, sorry. I said, I'm a man of God, I can't do that, man. I said, if I don't pay for it, it's a steal. And he had been hustling me, but I'm not, I'm not trying to make excuses. But man, if that was a test, I passed it finally. I wasn't trying to steal, I promised, but I was just like out of sorts. I don't know what I was thinking. I walked out of the building, I said, man, I feel like a criminal. I went back inside. God, It was crazy. But man, God answered my prayer so good, he sent me someone that wanted to help me too much. And then it turned, an answered prayer turned into a test. (laughs) Man, I just need this part. Man, I'll pay you $1.50 for this part. I want to spend $20. No, uh uh-uh. I was delighted to scan that that box out because we couldn't find it. The plumber couldn't find it. Thursday, praise God, he answered my prayer. Say that's a silly thing. Yeah, but it's these little silly things sometimes you're praying about. Remember man of God years ago, he said, man, if I pray and I'm seeking God and I get distracted, I start thinking about golf. He said, I just asked the Lord to help my golf swing. I've done it too. Back in the day, we had a league here for basketball. I'd be praying. I'd start thinking about the league and I was like, Lord, give me a great game Thursday night in Jesus name, man. Help me to make some good assists, hit some threes, get some rebounds. Lord, help me in Jesus name. Man, talk to him about it. Talk to him about everything. Remember, Scripture says, and this goes right along with what we're talking about today, the desire of the righteous. If you're right with God, that is you, by faith in Jesus. And I'm telling you, that is you this morning if you've placed your faith in Jesus. The desire of the righteous is not evil. You're not, If your heart's right with God, you're not going to desire evil things. And if you don't desire evil things, you're not going to pray for evil things. So talk to God about everything. Someone say everything. Yeah, He cares about it. He cares about what you ask him about. Okay, let's go to 1 John 5, 14. I love this. And I love saying that I love God's word all the time. Oh, man, this is my favorite. No, this is my favorite. And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything. Oh, this is good. That pleases him. I talk to God about my marriage. I pray for my wife. I say, Lord, bring us closer. I say, Lord, we've been going through something, man, in, in our marriage because of all the things around us. Not, maybe not us personally. We're not fighting. But, Lord, we've been going through this battle together. Lord, just strengthen us through it. I talk to God about my marriage. That's a big thing. I talk to God about you all the time. I talk to God about every message that I ever speak. I say, Lord, I can't do it without you. I humble myself before him every time. And I say, Lord, please help me. And I get answers to my prayer every time. I say, Lord, please. Man, my wife and I, we just had a big situation, like Mama says, a situation. We had to get surgery for Pastor Jen, and God provided a way for us to pay for that surgery. Just one miracle after the other. You say, man, are, are you better than us? Is your life better than us? Man, we make good choices many times. But I tell you what, right now, we make choices to seek God no matter what. We choose in and out. We choose to be good to each other. We choose to treat people with kindness. I choose to walk with God and seek Him and live holy when nobody's looking. And God is hearing our prayers. He takes care of business all the time. And God is hearing you. You say, man, Pastor Matt, I know I'm the righteousness of God. I've prayed. I haven't gotten the answer yet. It's on its way. It's on its way. You'll see. And since we know He hears us when we make our request, we also know that He will give us what we ask for. Is that powerful? Mm, That is something powerful. Let's move on now. I love answered prayer. Love it. I love it because, man, that is one of the foundations of our faith in Christianity. Walking in love, forgiving, being right with God. Praying and actually having God hear you. Now it ties strongly into this. Number two, once we've been forgiven... And we're right with God. God gives us confidence. Someone say confidence. I feel led by the Spirit of God this morning, and I believe this is going to help some folks. I believe there are folks in here that struggle with low self-esteem. You say, man, that's for different reasons. I was abused. I'm not confident. I have a low self-image. I have a low uh, view of myself. Let me tell you something. Once you get a revelation of the cross and what Jesus did and that you are right with God now, it will boost your confidence by a thousand percent. You say, I'm naturally shy. That's okay. Thank God for shy people. I love shy folks. I'm naturally an extrovert. Okay, you're an extrovert. You're all right, too. I'm a little extroverted. You're okay, too. We need all these personalities to blend together as one. It's what makes the world go round. But let me tell you this right now. God is speaking to you, whoever you are, wherever you are on the live stream, in this house. You say, man, I've dealt with a lack of confidence. I'm praying right now that God begin to give you a revelation of himself in righteousness. Because if you know that you're right with God, you're going to think so much better of yourself. I promise. When you know that you're right with him. Man, I've dealt with believers over the years. They're, they're lacking confidence so bad. So bad. They don't think much of themselves. You say, it's my weight. It's this. Hey, you know what? Whatever your weight is at, God can give you confidence. God can give You say, man, I don't have the best hair. Well, I don't either. But God can give you confidence. See, I'm, I'm too short. I'm too tall. I, there's most, most folks in here aren't saying they're too tall. Probably we've got some decent heights in here. Some of you say, I'm just right. But most, most folks say, I need to gain weight. I need to lose weight. There's something here. It doesn't matter. God has said, you know what? He said, you're mine. He said, you're mine. Ephesians 1, Scripture says, you are accepted in the Beloved. Because you're accepted in the best that God has, He has the best for you. The best God has is you as His prized creation. You are top of His list, man and woman of God you are, and He's calling you to walk in confidence. I pray that you get a revelation of being right with God. If you're right with God, oh man, you can truly, truly, truly have some great self-esteem. If you get a real revelation of this righteousness, the insecurity starts to vanish you got to know who you are in Him once you've been made righteous by faith in Jesus. Confidence in God and who He made us to be. My wife and I have talked about this countless times over the years. We say, man, we trust God and we know He's going to get us through this. When my mom was sick, when my mom went into, I guess you could say, a a brief remission of cancer where the tumors were, were shrinking and then she got ill again and she ended up passing away. Man, it was one of the hardest things. It was one of the hardest things. Ask my family. But there's been that situation in others. We say, God, we know you're going to get us through. You've gotten us through everything else. We have confidence in him. And now we have confidence in who he has created us to be. Confidence. Because you know you're right with God. You've been forgiven. You are right. Someone say, let's say this. Let's make a good confession. Someone say, I, I, I am right with God. I am right with say, his favor, his favor is on my life. Because I'm right with God. I have right standing with Him because of what Jesus did. I will live out who He called me to be. Say this. Say this. We're going to make it a prayer. Say, Lord, give me a revelation of your righteousness in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Confidence. Confidence. Now, let's be honest with each other, and I'm going to pray a different prayer as well, just because today's a little different with the child dedications at the end. I'd like to do this right now while I'm thinking of it. If you, every eye open, we're not poking fun at you. We're going to help you. We are together on this. Everybody's had this at some point in their life. You may be going through it right now. If anyone is struggling with confidence in any area of their life right now, a lack of self-confidence or lack of confidence, you say, man, in God... See, I know the Lord, I trust Him, but I'm still struggling in these areas with confidence. If that is you this morning, I want you to raise your hand. We're going to pray. We're going to agree. Say, man, I'm struggling with self-confidence. Oh, God bless you for your honesty. Man, I love y'all so much. Love y'all's honesty. You know what? As a matter of fact, stand, stand to your feet. Let's do it a little different. Let's take it up to God right now. Go ahead and stand to your feet. Let's agree right now in Jesus' name. The service is not over. I haven't gotten through all my points yet. I will. We'll be seated in a moment. But God was really laying this on my heart yesterday and today, and I couldn't shake it, and I thought, well, I'll just keep... No, uh -uh, I better listen to the Lord. Everybody in the house, raise your hand now. God is giving us self-confidence in Jesus' name, not because of who we are, but because of who He is. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to pray over you right now. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the cross. We thank you for what Jesus did. We thank you because, because you forgave us, We're now made right with you through the blood of Jesus. And because we've been made right with you, that's righteousness, Lord God. We can be fully confident. We can have confidence in you, God. Thank you for the confidence. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Thank you for the miracle. Thank you because you're changing our hearts. You're renewing our minds. We submit our lives to you. Thank you, Lord, for giving us self-confidence and confidence in you, most of all. I believe if we have true confidence in you, Lord, we will have self-confidence. Once we have God-fidence, man, we'll have confidence in ourselves. We praise you for today. Thank you for hearing your people. And Lord, I thank you for their humble request for you to work in their lives in the area of confidence. We praise you and we thank you. And as we're more confident, we will stand up and shout the news of Jesus and be living examples and lights. We give you glory. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Somebody said, amen. Be seated, please, in God's presence. Let's go to Hebrews 10, 19. Look at this. Because of what Jesus did, and so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly, someone say boldly, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. Not because of what we've done, but because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. Wow, that's powerful. And since we have a great high priest, who's the great high priest? Jesus. That's why we still pay tithe. You study the Old Testament, study Hebrews. We still pay tithe and give tithe to the Lord and to His kingdom because we have a high priest. That is the model we use. Jesus is our great high priest who rules over God's house. Let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting Him. Did you know we couldn't get into God's presence before Without the blood of lambs and and priests and all this stuff. Now you can personally go into God's presence because you've been made right with Him. Wow. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's what? Sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed mm -hmm, with pure water. Wow. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted. Someone say, can be trusted hmm that's why I have confidence. God can be trusted to keep His promise. He's speaking to you this morning. I know He is. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. You can always have hope because God has promised. For God can be trusted to keep His promise. You have confidence now just because of what Jesus did. You're right with God, so that makes things Right? Jesus, man, Scripture says He's come and He's made all things new. Is that powerful? Oh, man, what a promise. What a promise. Let me read that again. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep His promise. I know you needed to hear that today. I needed to hear it. We needed to be reminded of it. All right, my third point today is peace. Someone say peace. I say this every time I mention peace in a service, but the whole world is looking for peace. Let me tell you this. I don't know who's who's listening today. I really don't. But I can see faces in my mind. I can imagine I'm speaking to men and women and kids. Remember that you can't get peace at the bottom of a bottle. You can't. It's for anyone in here who's chased that or is chasing that with alcohol or drugs or what other addiction. You can't find peace through pornography. You can't find peace, I'm telling you, through different uh, relationships, sexual relationships outside of marriage. You cannot find peace. I'm told, I don't know, maybe this is true. I'm told that many folks end up chasing the first high they ever got on heroin or meth for years because something in our mind says, I want that pleasure point again. And they don't quite get the same high. And I guarantee you, it doesn't give them peace. Ask anyone who's ever come off drugs and who's clean now. Thank you, Jesus. Ask them. Say, did did drugs give you peace? Well, it made you forget about stuff temporarily. And you come out of it and you, you sober up or your high got blown. And it's worse. No peace. The world can't give peace. Jesus says, I give you peace that the world cannot give. He said, I give you peace that the world cannot give. Mm. He gives peace himself. He is the author and finisher of our faith. Let's go to Isaiah 32, 17. 32, 17. And this righteousness, right standing with God, will bring what? It says it right there. I didn't come up with that by myself and make it up. God reminded me of this in his word. And this righteousness will bring peace. Yes, it will bring quietness and confidence. Look how it ties back up into that that previous point we made. Quietness and confidence. How long? Forever. Hmm. My people will live in safety, the Lord says. Quietly at home, they will be at rest. God has promised you that, so your house should not be chaotic. You say, Pastor Matt, what are you talking about? I got kids. I can't stop them. They're everywhere. They've multiplied all over. No, but it can be a little wild at home, but God can give you peace. We've had people stay with us. You say, you don't have kids. Yeah, but we have a dog who's a little wild. But I will tell you this. People have told us this. They've stayed in our home before. They've stayed at one of our properties and said, man, somebody stayed at our property one time. This was within the last several months. And they said, they wrote in our guest book, and they said, we felt great peace here. These people were pretty outspoken. They said, we don't know if y'all are believers, but it feels like y'all are, they said. And we just pray, something like that. We pray a blessing over y'all, but we feel peace here. My wife and I felt it. The guy said, they wrote in the guest book. That comes from being right with God. And we are, oh yes, honey child, you stayed on our property. We are believers, and the peace of God is there, and the protection of God. My people will live in safety, quietly at home. They will be at rest scripture says in the previous verse this righteousness will bring what peace Mm, peace with God you hear me pray that sometimes I say man let's pray that's not something I came up with I grew up here in that God wants you to have peace with him when you're how do you have peace with him you get to be made right with God through faith in Jesus you place your faith in Jesus your sins are forgiven he gives you righteousness you're right with him and you are at peace with him, Why? Because you're no longer under God's judgment. Scripture says it's a fearful thing to be in the hands of the living God. He's a God of love, but he's also a God of judgment. He judges sin because he can't look on sin. He's perfect. So God, someone say God, he brings peace. This righteousness will bring peace. Yes, it will bring quietness and confidence forever. Mm, I love that. I love that. Did we do Isaiah 48, 18 yet? Isaiah 48.18. Oh, that you would listen to my commands, the Lord said. Then you would have had peace flowing like a gentle river and righteousness rolling over you like waves in the seas. He's talking to the people of Israel. Let's read that again. I'm going to say this. Oh, that you would listen to his commands so that you will have, ha- you will have peace flowing like a gentle river. And righteousness rolling over you like waves in the sea. Mm. Peace like a river. Peace and righteousness. Is that God's promise? God's promises are to you for your best interest. God created you so he could love you, be in a relationship with you, bless you, and take care of you. All of you out here, you said, man, I'm a parent. I want the best for my kids. How much more would God as the perfect heavenly father want the best for us? He's thinking about you, you're on his mind, and he's called you to be confident and at peace. Let me give you these three points again before we pray. I just want to sum them up. Someone say answered prayer. Uh-huh, because of forgiveness and being right with God. This is why Jesus came to make us right with God. He came to give us answered prayer. He talked about it numerous times on numerous occasions. Answer, answered prayer. Number two, confidence. Confidence, yeah, say confidence. In God and in yourself, because you're His creation and you're right with Him. You say, I don't want to be proud. No, you don't have to be proud. You can be confident and not be proud. Jesus was confident. You can be confident and not be bubbling up with arrogance and pride. So He's called you to be in confidence, have confidence, because you're right with Him. And what else? Why else did Jesus come and bring righteousness so that you could have, number three, peace. Answered prayer, confidence, and peace. Go ahead and bow your heads. Close your eyes this morning. We're going to pray, take up our offering, and then we will do the baby dedications this morning, which is so, so very important. Is there anyone in this house at the sound of my voice who would say, Pastor Matt, I'm I'm not right with God. I don't know how to get right with God. Well, it's easy. You just put your faith in Jesus and turn from your sin. Say, how do I do that? You pray this prayer with me. If that's you, whether on the live stream or in this house. You say, if I'm on the live stream, should I raise my hand? Why not? But you can agree to it anyway. But in this house for sure, if you need to be made right with God, make peace with God so that He makes you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus through your confession of faith. Raise your hand. You say, I need, I need to accept Jesus. See, I've never done it before. I need to accept Jesus. If there's anyone in this house, God bless you, Michael. God bless you. Thank you for your thank you for your boldness. Thank you for your wisdom. Scripture says you are wise if you choose to follow God. Wise people choose to follow God. All right, let's pray together as a family for these that have raised their hands today. Everybody in the house say, Heavenly Father, please forgive me. Without you and apart from you, I'm a sinner. I need your saving grace. Cleanse me. Forgive me, Lord. See, I call upon Jesus to save me. And I confess Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. I reject the world, I reject the enemy, and say this, I believe that Jesus died and rose again to save me in Jesus' mighty name. Let me pray a blessing over everyone in this house. Lord, thank you for everyone who listened to the word today. Thank you for those who have accepted Jesus and prayed the prayer of salvation. They're now made right with with you, Lord, through faith thank you for everyone in this house. I thank you for their lives. I thank you for the problems that we go through and we give to you. Every problem is something you can solve and work on our character with. Every situation is something you're going to deal with. We don't have to deal with it alone. Lord, we cast our cares on you. I thank you for everyone today. I thank you for healing in our lives and hearts. Thank you for your promises. Thank you that you're with us. And Lord, I thank you, Heavenly Father. I thank you that you're not done with us. You're just getting started. We praise you, God Almighty. We give you the glory. In Jesus' name.